Welcome back to the RMP. I'm Zachary, your host of this messy, obnoxious little podcast. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Muscle Hamster, and we're here to question the mess, make some rebel actions, and start living life on our own goddamn terms. And to start off, let me say, uh, life has been interesting lately. Very interesting. Um, but uh, let's also mention that you are thinking way too fucking hard. You're thinking too hard. Is that pointed at me? Yeah, just a little bit. But my point is, is that apart from all the psychological effects that the world has on us now because of the disfocus, because of the, the plethora of information and all the things that are going on and this idea that we have to have an opinion about everything and then we have to be into everything. Let me tell you right now but that my latest epiphany has been to step back, ignore 75% of what's going on in the world and release myself from thinking that I have to be the best and into everything. Now, the reason that I came across this was because I constantly felt exhausted. I constantly felt on edge. I constantly felt like I had no ability to focus, that I had no energy to do anything. And it was hurting me. It was hurting me in the way of getting my podcast done. It was hurting me in the way of getting my writing done. It was hurting me and getting in the way of doing powerlifting and uh, keeping myself in shape, not even just powerlifting, just trying to get myself into places. And I think we just spread ourselves too thin. So let me reiterate, you're doing too much and you don't have to do it all. And the world doesn't require you to do it all. If anything, which we've talked about in the past, is to focus on one or two things that take up a majority of your time that are things that you enjoy, that you love to do, that you want to be the legacy of your life experience, whether that legacy has anything to do with you being remembered or not. If you can personally, on your own deathbed, look back and be proud of what you've done and have little regrets and feel like you've enjoyed and experienced your life, regardless of the amplification, you know, the the um, the status and success and the way that you're seen by the world, if you can just be happy with what you've done and know that you've given it your all or to the best of your ability, then that's all that matters. That in the very end, that's all that matters is that you did it to the best that you could, not for everybody else, but for yourself, which oddly enough is the paradox is you, the more you do for yourself, the more influence you will have on other people. And I think that has to do with the more we love ourselves, the better energy we give off. The more energy we get off, the more give off, the more people want to be around us. So PSA for today, you're doing too much. Slow the fuck down. Enjoy what the hell you're doing. And I've had these thoughts going through my head, very relatable to identity, to life balance, to knowing what it was is gonna truly take to get my passions solidified and I figured out that I was trying way too hard to follow all the rules I was trying way too hard to be perfect and everything I was trying way too hard to do all of the habits and all of the practices that everyone told me about and while I think it's very important that we pay attention to where we put our time and I think it's very important that we learn a lot of good habits and we learn a lot of good practices 
I think you're going to figure out that the center of the bread is the most enjoyable and all the crusty shit around it is what you have to, (laughs) that's the worst fucking analogy, (laughs) is what you have to cut off. You don't need it all. You don't need it all to be, be whole and solid and true to your direction. Now, I'm going to apologize. This is actually episode number 99. It got in the way of a couple of my guest episodes, and so I'm going to put it up as 99, but technically it may not necessarily be. This is a solo episode where I focused on the differences or the the, the connections between the sexes or the trust between the sexes. So enough of my ramblings. I hope you guys are doing fucking awesome. I hope you guys are training hard. I hope you guys are taking in new information. I hope you're you're thriving. I hope you're getting away from all the bullshit. I hope you're really putting focus into what you want in this life. I hope you're questioning the fuck out of everything that you're paying attention to and making sure that you put effort and ability into all the things that really, really, really fucking matter. So without further ado, this is episode 99. Are the sexes losing trust in each other? Hmm. What's up, my freaky listeners? What do you do on a daily basis to be better? The highest goal in my life is to become my best in my passions, whether that be in business, in this podcast, in my social groups, in my relationships, and as an athlete. We all wear what we love inside the gym. We like to represent who we are through what we wear. And Until Death Barbell Company is so in line with who I am. For me, it's how I feel that makes me love my sport. And their apparel gives tribute to that. Their designs are epic, and they vocalize the importance of strength inside and out. Intel Death is a veteran-owned company that builds products for athletes that help us connect to our sport, as well as giving back to the strength community through those athletes and competitions. They support the intensity and passion for heavy lifting and the people actually living it. If you want to check out their one-of-a-kind apparel and see how they connect to the unique feelings of strength sports, go to Intel Death Barbell Co., And while you're there, use the code REBELMINDED to get 10% off your purchase. That's IntelDeathBarbellCo.com and tell them Zach from the RMP sent you. I dare to think that there's a gap opening up between the two sexes. But my question to the world is, why? I understand the resentment, the, the distrust, the exhaustion of what has become our interactions. But do we still not desire each other? Do we still not desire what comes between us? And if we can honestly say no, then why? Then again, I have so much curiosity of relationship that most of what I encounter are the relationship problems, giving off an energy that relationships are just failing. But I don't think that's actually the story. Are they failing? Or is it just an assessment from a single male who repeatedly soaks in pain and anguish and hopelessness? (laughs) I'm not talking about me personally, FYI. Nevertheless, I wanted to put forth some theory here, as we do. And I couldn't and can't leave this one alone. I think I have an innate desire to contemplate and overcome relational challenges. Why? Because it's worth it. Because romantic relationships are arguably the most impactful and unique experiences we'll ever have in this finite life. Because the world is built on our relationships. And because these relationships and their challenges make us the best of humans. Or at least I think so. 
I guess my first question is, what's separating us? It seems to me we've somehow lost our patience for one another. It seems that the shared space in between us where we go to understand one another and bring truth has become a battleground, a place where blood is shed by impatience and resentment and assumption. But then where does the impatience and resentment come from? Surely from some point of verbal injection communicating, our experience gives us a perspective. There's that. They help us see where we may be wrong or misunderstanding. It gives us the biased knowledge of what another human is capable of when we are easily accessible, when we're vulnerable, and showing all of our pieces. So, no pun intended. (laughs) So, maybe we're not experiencing enough. Or maybe with all of these stories and facts put out about our differences, we're making assumptions and we're creating a story about each other from a guarded state. Maybe we're not even capable of being open to perspective anymore. Experience itself, especially in intimacy, gives us so much understanding of the world. If we can at least remove those rose-tinted glasses long enough to theorize and discuss and acknowledge truths and emotions with another human, maybe we can understand each other more. So, as we grow... As we date new people, let new people in, have sex with different bodies, we are susceptible, in my opinion, to constantly be opening and closing, even, off parts of ourselves. And I get it. I understand why. Parts of our understanding, our empathy, our vulnerability, and maybe the balance between those is actually a determining factor on how we proceed with a new love. But I think there's a darkness that is always waiting to take over. I faintly remember the relationships that I had from like 17 to 25. I remember the glorious white knight that I was, the hopeful romantic, the wild flower picker, the thoughtful gift giver, the emotional healer. I was so fucking naive. Not that any of that was necessarily bad, but I never thought of treating my lovers badly. I wanted everything to be great for them. I wanted to do everything I could to get them to commit to me, to love me, to desire me. But maybe too much of a good thing always works out to be a bad thing. There is no utopia. There is no perfection. There is no flawless, blissful, constant infatuation or desire for another human, let alone that other human being any of those things. Maybe that's why they say love is a choice. I don't know. But all of these early relationships in all of their anticlimactic failure gave me less and less appreciation for the opposite sex. So many times I felt used. I felt alone without any answer to how I had failed. And without answers, we assume. And we almost always assume the worst. We are our own worst enemies. We're backed up by our pain. And that internal pain turns into loathing and resentment about things that may be completely untrue. My slightly vindictive and resentful attitude brought me to this justification. Women weren't honest. Women weren't communicative like they claimed to be. Women weren't pure. From what I could see, women had been just as shallow as men. And after all that I fucking did for them, the kindness, the commitment, the never-dying love kind of attitude, it was all for naught. It ruined me. And the way that I thought of women, the way I talked about them, was all of a sudden dark and unfair and pained. I had let my experiences and my assumptions get away from me, and I have taken these as truth. 
that this is what women were deep down underneath all of the, the fluffy bullshit. But there's always seems to be something left in the dark, something that one individual human can never see unless an outside perspective becomes present, even if it's forced. Without all the information or at least several points of perspective, can we truly make the most accurate assessment of anything, not just men and women, not just relationships? Women, or any human to be honest, can be misguided, manipulative, cold, gaslighting, narcissistic people. But what can be doesn't prove that it is. It's never all-encompassing. And annoyingly, as we see out in the social media world at least, men and women both are blanketing the other sex with assumed demonic and shallow tendencies, completely ignoring the good in humans, all because their emotions and experiences are directing their opinion and creating this self-absorbed story. My pain had forced assumption on me too. Bias and resentment had enabled me to forget about my contribution to any of my love stories. But back then, I didn't even have the knowledge or self-awareness of what I was. I was codependent, I was needy, suffocating, soft, predictable, unadventurous, without fortitude or any self-respect. And does that truly sound like anyone a woman would want to date, regardless of the sweetness and the kindness and the availability? And at this point, I would dare to say no. As I grew, my heart got the best of me. My centered desire for companionship and intimacy got the best of me. And I started to see the beauty of women again. And the arrow into my blackened heart was the real love given to me by the first woman to really, really care for me. What followed was far more painful than my previous relationships, but so much more eye-opening. Maybe I needed, maybe I needed all of those years to attain the self-awareness necessary for this. Maybe I needed the right person to lose. That was her. If anything, it gave me the ability to adamantly question everything that I thought was right. What has become of the men and women of the world? Why are we so often enemies now? The fact is that all of our experiences have led us to change, each one of us in a very unique way, I think. We use what we know to either guard ourselves or move forward with our swords. Both are necessary, but too much of one creates disaster, and too little of the other compounds it. If we hold on too long, we lose our flexibility, our agility, and our potential. If we strike out too often, we sacrifice our fortitude, risk our vulnerabilities, and create more chances to be overcome by our adversaries. We bleed more blood than necessary. We don't have a balance that helps us try to love optimistically and at the same time recognize red flags and differences. So maybe as men and women, we've lost our balance between the sword and the shield. Maybe we've lost the equilibrium of keeping ourselves safe and also knowing when to press forward. Between individual experience and the algorithms of social media that show us only what we want to see, we've made biased assessments of the volatility and violence and deception of our opposites. We've curated our own story to give us reason not to put in effort or to make ourselves vulnerable to other humans. And my own theory says that the most comforting healing lies in our individuality. It lies in internal conversations, not just about what's wrong with the world and humans, but what's actually right. I mean, doesn't the world exist, or at least the modern world, by the way of love, by acceptance, by trust, by relationship, 
by moving forward regardless of the risks? Isn't this world built on relationships and the stability of them? Maybe the conversations with ourselves and questioning our own point of view and being skeptical of our own experiences and biases is where we find our true strength and our mindset to put ourselves out there for others to love and see. Maybe we close the gap at the center of our relationships by our curiosity and the belief that we can be hurt and still learn something and grow and become more versatile and capable. Maybe this bullshit idea of being noticed for pain and sensitivities is too far out of balance. This fucking victimhood, this exacerbated action to be the innocent plastered on the cross of evil and sin so that others can pity us and sympathize us. Maybe what we need is to become more individually capable and strong so that we see the world in a more flattering light. That we are more willing to walk out into it without fear and with the idea that love is worth any fucking heartbreak. Maybe we can find that being taken care of and being in fear and constantly guarding ourselves from assumed manipulative tactics of the opposite sex is inevitably boring and worth regret. Maybe we need to build trust in the world of people that shows that most of us are actually good and kind and worth investing in. That with the right filtering system and the right procurement of our own healthy attraction habits and actions, we can experience love and sex and intimacy and friendship with truly amazing humans. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, we have a gap to close. And that gap only starts to close with individual belief and trust to change the way that we see and the way that we do things. Blame and pain will never fix the people you think are wrong. It only creates more defense against you and a desire to keep you away from their hearts. Trust and love. It takes strength, but we're always in need of it anyway. We can't afford to be weak and indecisive and afraid any longer. It's tearing us apart, and we need to stand together if we are to ever make progress and to ever have the love and intimacy that we want from each other. It's time to close the gap. Trust and love, my rebel-minded friends. Stay strong. This is your host, Zach. Out. Hey, guys. I hope that all things we've brought here, including the people, have helped you change the way that you see the world. And if it has, then it would help us so much if you leave a rating and a comment on iTunes or give any feedback wherever you listen to the RMP. Thank you for listening in, and don't forget to follow and subscribe. Question everything, my friends.